Yeah. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Made that king, king, king. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> and then flew with the bomb in her boobies and the. <laughs> <laughs> he and then he killed the guy and he was like. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to the Anime Summit Podcast, where we tell you why Nick farts all the time. Every time he watches anime, he just farts it up. It's fucking amazing. I'm Sam the Bomb, and with me again, always, is Too Slick Nick. Who wait. wants to be my sheath? No, I'll I fucked up. Ne- oh, wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Let me start over. Okay. And with me, as always, is Neon Genesis, Nick Vangelion. <laughs> Because I, I forgot that I had good. the I had the list of no Udinger, shout out to Udinger. He sent me a list of all of the Nick nicknames he made based on anime. That's a good one though. Fits yeah, me to Nick, fits me to a T. Nick Vangelion, yeah. Wait, and just wait course, till our seasonal review episode. I got I got a spicy little number for you. There you go. Yeah, my I'm gonna start in, I'm gonna start introducing Nick that way. And of course the lovely and my big sis, Danny. Hello, everyone. It's good to be here on this earth. <laughs> Every, one time, you want to tell us something, too. Danny? Or are you, are you, you saying want, yeah, you want to talk right about now? something? <laughs> Do we need you another a toaster, intervention? Like, hovering above <laughs> no. a bathtub right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, real shit. One time, I went Danny's to Danny's standing on the ledge of her, of her school roof. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> when I was uh, a kid, I went to this concert for this band escape the fate and like when we went outside to like wait for my dad to come this homeless guy's like hey you got anything to you got any money and i i gave him like a dollar because i had a dollar and he was like every day you wake up is a blessing and then he walked away and i was like that dude is a genius it's true though and he should write a book yeah he <laughs> says that shit to everybody you're not special probably <laughs> but Shut I'll, up, I'll fucking never good. take that shit for i always t- i take a lot of shit for granted so that was i always remember that guy Anyway, now that we're done with Danny's intervention, <laughs> yeah, in fact, Danny. all three, of, all three of our interventions. We gotta bang more pots week. and pans in your face. Gotta bang more pots and pans. Yeah, let me put I in. The, that, I thought that was a song, though. Let me put the intervention music. Everybody right. gets no pots really... and pans. <laughs> it's the most yeah, effective that was, yeah. method. I don't know why, but on the last episode, you made my like setup scenario way more intricate than everyone else's. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> we go I don't into know why a either. It just it just came to me in the moment. We, we go into a basement. The guy from Saw's there. I forgot his name. Chucky or something. His name is Jigsaw, <laughs> by the way, Sam. What the fuck did you call him? <laughs> no, the puppet's name is Billy. The villain's name is Jigsaw. No, the puppet is also Jigsaw. It's the same guy. The puppet's name is Billy. I've it's seen all the films. Jigsaw. All right. Oh I'm like a big fan on. of those movies. Don't add okay, me. Okay, enough about the Saw debate. Yeah, let's get back okay. into our main topic. So back into the main topic, Saw. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about the latest one. Just kidding. Um, no, no, later in the not. episode, we're gonna talk about. Uh, so Nick had this idea to like. There, so since like me and Nick and Danny are all around the same age, and we're getting really old. I'm gonna be 29 this summer. That is crazy to say out loud, and I kind of regret saying it. But your AARP like, card is in the mail, some. My AARP card's in the mail, dude. You're getting. You're already getting like spam calls, and people are trying to like steal your social security. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but like. 
No, like Nick had this great idea to try and catch things as like they they go through an anniversary. So this year we're gonna talk about um, Samurai X: Trust and Betrayal because it turns twenty this year. It came out uh, in nineteen ninety nine, February nineteen ninety nine. So a couple months ago, uh, it would have been twenty years old. So that's super dope. The thing about Trust and Betrayal is that it's a prequel to the TV series Rurouni Kenshin. So we're gonna talk about that later. Uh, but it first was produced of all, though, after Kenshin, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it yes. came out after. It came out after, and it was made as a prequel. You can watch so, e- either of them separately. You don't. You don't have to watch this one first. You that's can watch true. it by itself. You can watch Kenshin by itself. Either or, flip flop. Just don't watch the last season of Kenshin because that's filler. <laughs> the last season is filler, like. Or so I've heard. Oh God, <laughs> I could t- we could talk about that show forever. But like, we're gonna focus mainly on the OVA. Uh, Rurouni Kenshin Trust and Betrayal, or Samurai X Trust and Betrayal as it was released here by uh, ADV. Um, that being said, we're going to take a quick break right here, and then we'll be right back. Okay, thank you. So check that out, please. And you know, links.animesummit.net, that's where you can find everything. You can find Nick's Twitter, at Blind Freeman, Danny at Dance and Danny, isn't it 90? Isn't it yeah. At, yep. yeah, Dance yep. and Danny yep. 90. And uh, you can at me. I don't check Twitter that often anymore. But the reason why I'm giving you their Twitters is so you can yell at them about stuff. So at Blind Freeman, you smell. At Dance and Danny, why don't you go fart in a fortune cookie? Whatever. I'm going to tweet at them. I will go fart in a fortune cookie, and it will smell lovely. Go tweet at them right now. Tell them that. What Uh, if you open the fortune cookie and it smelled like fart? (laughs) Like it was somebody, yeah. Someone bottled it in there. They bottled it in there. You can actually do that if you put it in the freezer. Just fart in it real quick and then put it in the freezer. And then it'll stay in there. Yeah, it'll free the, it'll freeze the fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's the until name of my new fart. And then until you thaw it out. <laughs> That's the name of my new death metal band. Thawed out the farts. Fart. Freeze the freeze, fart. <laughs> yeah, freeze the fart. First album, thawed out farts. EP, EP. Yeah, EP, thawed out farts. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you can find everything up there. You can even go to Amazon.com. Type in Anime Summit Podcast or Anime Summit T-shirts and buy a T-shirt. Uh, until the end of May, if you buy a T-shirt, I'm going to send you a gift. After May, though, I'm done. I ain't got no more gifts. But if you buy a T-shirt and you send me a selfie with the T-shirt on or you send it to Danny or whoever uh, on our Instagram or on Twitter, or if you don't want to do that, you can DM it to me on Discord like you don't want to post it in public or whatever, then I will send you a gift. I got, I got like, posters, figures. I got a little keychains, little figures. If you're lucky, there. you'll get a used figurine. If you're lucky, you'll get a used one from Nick, not me, because I don't do that. But, like, you know. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Lightly used. Uh, uh, also, did you, say, did you say leave uh, a review on iTunes yet? Oh, yeah, leave a review on iTunes, would you? Give us five stars and uh, tell us what you think, okay? Get, and you can be honest. You know, we'll read your iTunes or review on uh, the podcast and give you a shout-out. So, shout-out to the homie. All right. Here we go. Let's move into uh, main topic. Uh, after Waifu and his bando, obviously, if you've seen uh, Trust and Betrayal, the Waifu and his bando, the Waifu is uh, Tomo, uh, Yukishiro. It's Tomoe. Uh, which is some. Tomoe. Yeah, sorry. I was just Tomo. watching a scene from the I was watching the, the scene fuck from the is dub. Tomo? I was watching a scene from the dub, and he was he screamed her name, and he goes, Tomo! <laughs> God, this is why you don't watch the dub. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> No, this is why you watch the Jesus dub. Christ. It's hilarious. Yeah, only, you only watch dumb. funny dubs if it's like a hentai or a comedy. 
I want to redub an anime just terribly. Just Toblerone! <laughs> um, yeah, Tomoe Yukishiro. It's like Suki Gakure. He's like, I love you <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> it's supposed to be so like dramatic, and it was just hilarious. Uh, the love interest of the main character, the titular character, Kenshin Himura, a.k.a. the Hitsukiri Batosai, the manslayer. Uh, and that means that our husbando is Kenshin Himura as well. Um, so yeah, there's your wife and husbando. Husbando. I feel like we might have did Kenshin like a long ass time ago, but I don't remember. Yeah, if but we this did. Is, this one counts. This one counts because it's it's part of the thing. So shut up. Um, it's part of the thing. Samurai X Trust and Betrayal. So it's it's called Ruroni Kenshin Trust and Betrayal, but when it was licensed in North America and the UK and Australia. They retitled it Samurai X Trust and Betrayal. And I don't know why that is. But um, badass, dude. X. Yeah, it does kind of sound cool. X. Samurai X. Sounds like a, he has an X-shaped scar. It sounds like one of those uh, J-Rock bands that include like the old school Japanese instruments, you know? I forgot the name of that genre, but it's like... I don't, I don't know, know kabuki kabuki rock or something yeah but like oh like uh, the guitars can't... or whatever yeah 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 bow, bow, nail, like nail. the banjo you know type I mean? things and, and the and when the you're harps. playing hana when you're playing hanafuda it just comes on in the background randomly you don't know from where but uh february 1999 as i stated earlier is when it came out it was done by studio dean directed by kazuhiro furuhashi uh who also did uh he did doro he's the director for doro so there that's fucking and he's the director for get backers also and um hunter hunter 1999 and gundam unicorn yeah pretty notable works there uh look it up i believe he also was the director for the uh samurai x reflections as well yeah i Uh, think he did all the ovas yeah and i think he did like the new kyoto arc one too where it was like a re like a remake of the that 2012 remake of the Kyoto arc where he fights Shishio and all that. Anyway, uh, which is badass if you haven't seen it. So yeah, Kazuhiro Furuhashi was the director and, uh, obviously it was written by the mangaka, the original creator, which was, uh, I had his thing open. Nobuhiro Watsuki. Um, yeah, the, he, uh, got arrested for, child pornography just like a few years ago <laughs> i like enough. i was about to say it and i was like should i bring this up and i was like well, oh, i don't to. really want it. <laughs> yeah it's kind of it's kind of hard not it. to say it yeah um luckily enough this this story has nothing to do with that and it doesn't make you like think about it so it's like no yeah, yeah it's it separated from the yeah. author you know it sucks, yeah yeah um he's in jail though so that's he's serving his shit i'm surprised the maiden but, abyss author didn't get nabbed for that jesus <laughs> God, you and Made in Abyss. You always think Made in Dude, Abyss. I'm telling is like, you, man. I think it's the opposite. It's like the more, the more regular your movie is, the more likely you are to get to get nabbed. <laughs> um, but he also uh, did a Buso Renkin, Crescent Moon, um, and some others. Uh, but he was most known for Rurouni Kenshin, and uh, oh yeah, that's where Mongo, that's where yeah. he makes his bread and butter. That's where that's his definitely his bread and butter. Right did there. Uh, and Kenshin finished? Right? Did the manga finish? Yeah, like recently yep. or was mm-hmm. that a, was that a while ago? 
Well, they were on this thing called the. Wait, you know what? I should have looked. It's that like up. A, it's like a different arc or something. But obviously, the it's TV not, show is old. But like the manga I believe, kept going. I believe it was called the Hokkaido arc, and the and Viz stopped doing it because he got arrested. So they took it out. So I don't think. But then didn't they like put him back on or something? They're like make us more money. <laughs> I don't know if that's probably. Right. Probably. Um. I have only read the manga up to where he fights uh, Shishio. So I, to be honest, I don't know. There's like 27 volumes, I think. 28? But then, like, yeah, Viz kept going, I think, with the, the I think it was called Restoration. And then yeah, the new Hokkaido arc. there's a whole bunch arc. of them. Yeah, the new Hokkaido arc is what the new one's called. I'm just, I'm seeing it right now. I but really anyway. should stop looking at my anime list for this info because it doesn't help. <laughs> it has, like, <laughs> yeah, five man. different titles and they're all... It's not easy to find like the order. They're all of them. the same except one of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like uh, I have the Wikipedia like, like article open right here, and it's <laughs> right. So, but what we're focusing on is the OVA Trust and Betrayal, which was uh, there wasn't a manga for it um, because where Ruroni Kenshin starts, the series starts, is Kenshin Himura wandering into town and then meeting Kaoru and um, going into her school for the Kamiya Kishin style of swordsmanship but um before that it was always said in the series that kenshin was um the hitokiri batosai or the manslayer someone who was an assassin for hire who worked through the shadows to assassinate the enemies of the shogunate of the bakamatsu era and which is where this anime takes place um or where this ova takes place um ronin kenshin the series itself takes place in the meiji era so this came out in 1999 after the fact because I believe the Roni Kenshin anime came out in 96. So, like, only a few years before. So, this was done, I think it was like because it was done by Studio Gallup for a while and then Studio Dean did it. So, then Studio Dean, a couple years or just a year later, did this OVA after the 90 some episodes of Roni Kenshin. But that being said, basically, we get to see Kenshin as a kid. And uh, to summarize it, uh, it's based on the manga. Um, it chronicles the story of Kenshin Himura as the Hitsukiri Batosai during the final years of the Bakamatsu era, also while revealing the origins of his cross-shaped scar and exploring his relationship with a woman he meets along the way named Yukishiro Tomoe. Or Tomoe Yukishiro. So in this case, the you know when he's a kid, his name is Shinta, and he sees his parents murdered by bandits. And he buries his parents. And then um, now I forgot his master's name. I had his master's name listed right in front of me. Oh, yeah, his master. Did his master show up in the uh, TV series? Yeah. Yeah. There's a part where he goes like back he to train with him for a little bit. Yeah. Is it Hiko Seijuru? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think they said his name. Yeah, Nitsu just... Kakonishin Hiko Seijuru. I think that's it. Yeah. But the, yeah, you, they don't say his name because you're just supposed to know. I just butchered that's that him. Name. <laughs> Much like he okay, butchered so... many bandits when All he right. found Kenshin. <laughs> I'm trying to tie but back yeah. in awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, that's no, right. But yeah, that's his. Yeah, so his uh, master uh, finds him, and he's like, "Well, you know, this kid is really respectful towards life. I'm watching him bury his parents and his family and his friends." And well, I'm they weren't th- really his parents. He was sold. So they oh, that's were, right. They were um, like slave, like they were. He he was a slave to them. 
but like the females were like the the sisters or whatever were the closest thing that he had of like a family yeah so he so, so he go then takes shinta or as his parents and re, or as his apprentice and renames him kenshin a name which he felt was appropriate for a swordsman <laughs> So he tra- that's what it's yeah. <laughs> Shunta is a is not a good name for a warrior. Yeah, no, it's like Oh watch out for Shinta. <laughs> Shinta so he trains, Splinter. He trained yeah. He trains for years in the in the Hiten Mitsurugi style, which is what they say to be the most in in the Rony Kenshin universe, the most powerful style of swordsmanship. Um but uh, they have an argument, convinced that the only way to uphold the Hitomitsurugu style's pledge is to help the weak and innocent is to join the revolution poised to depend the Tokugawa shogunate. Yeah, they're fighting so then, against like these uh, Athorian uh, right-wing like shogunate, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Kenshin thinks the way to... You just said it, man. I'm just repeating what you said. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, that's fine. But like he thinks the way to yeah to do it is to, you know, by violent force, obviously. So he becomes uh, a hitokiri, which is like a person slasher or a manslayer or sword or uh, yeah, manslayer. But it's kind um, of a similar story to uh, Katanagatari, a little bit, very loosely <laughs> similar. But <laughs> you mean as someone is like destined to like? Well, yeah, you have like these usurper, usurpers trying to fight off a shogunate with swords. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Very basic. Plot. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about the Actually, becoming wow, it's, it's a sword. A lot more thing. similar than than you think. <laughs> if you yeah, think yeah, about yeah. the spoilers at the end, but yeah. When you said Katana Gatsuri, I was immediately thinking of be- becoming a sword. What? <laughs> like, like yeah, close he's enough. close enough. But you know, over time, working for the Tokugawa Shogunate, he becomes a hardened killer. He becomes feared far and wide throughout the country as the Batosai and. Uh, during a successful assassination, he kills uh, a guy named Akira, or Kiyosato Akira. And uh, later he runs into uh, Tomoe, who is his wife or a girlfriend or something, his lover, fiance. And um, she takes him in. She was, the, up... she was the killed man's fiance, not Kenshin's fiance. Not Kenshin's fiance. Yeah, yeah the guy right he killed. There. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. And so the, the guy, guy that he killed left Kenshin a scar on his cheek. And, you know, obviously if you've watched the anime before, you'll notice he has an X-shaped scar. So he got the first half of that scar from that guy. And he yep. wouldn't stop bleeding because of, like, the superstition that... Um, how exactly did they word it? It was, like, until... I mean, he had to, like, face a certain amount of karma for it to stop bleeding. I don't remember how they worded it, but something to that effect like until um the soul was like avenged or something yes do you remember how that went in any case yeah it was like uh he, he was being haunted by that scar essentially to atone for him slaying akira yeah yeah and uh that's the, the first scar is the vertical one so it goes down and then down his face but yeah from there he ends up falling in love with uh Tom away, or they fall in love with each other. Man, I, I, I was, I was, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to. Are we spoiling it? We're just gonna spoil it, right? Because, like, uh, I mean, it's, it's like, really obvious what happens. Just look at the cover art. 
<laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> People need to like figure out how like how these stories go. Like put two and two together. I mean if you've you seen know, it's called trust and betrayal. What do you think happens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she looks all sad on the art. <laughs> he trusts her. She betrays him. <laughs> Obviously she she's gonna ass. die. It's like a trope. Um and wait, in in the anime, didn't they didn't they say that she was dead in the anime? Mm-hmm. Because her brother in was trying series? to avenge her in death. Series, yeah, in the series. Her little brother was trying to avenge her in the series. I don't. I haven't watched the series in a long time, but that's oh, one. Of, that's one of the plot points. Far. I don't remember. I, I mean, basically, like point. this. This came after Kenshin, so if you've seen it, you already know like the outcome. Yeah. Like Kenshin's gonna survive. He's not gonna Obviously. die. Obviously. Um, <laughs> it is. It is a pretty like typical type of story, but it's the reason that we're covering it is because it's. It was so well executed and and handled. Yukishiro Inishi, which he's still alive in the manga, apparently. Also, it's and 20 he's... years old. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, this is the 20th anniversary. That's why we're reviewing it, okay? It's not really um, like a twist, though. It's not a twist at all. It's it's very predictable. No, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's almost it's Shakespearean, just, if you think about I it. I mean, they... Yeah, they, it's and, like Romeo and Juliet kind of ordeal in, in a way, this, slightly. Yeah, in like the they series, fall in love, it's forbidden... Or, sorry, not Romeo and Juliet, more like Hamlet. Hamlet, yeah, to be or not yeah. to be. God, I need, yeah. to, I need to brush up on all that. <laughs> I saw Hamlet but in I mean, theater a long time ago, and it was good. But but even so, this is also, I mean, it's it's inspired by a number of things. I think Nick pointed out Seven Samurai to me earlier. Yeah, like Akira Kurosawa. He's like the, he's the, I think he's the most famous Japanese film director, right? Like live he's action definitely film. A, dude. Him, yeah, him, and uh, Yosushiro Ozu, or Yasujiro Ozu, they were they were in like roughly the same similar time frame too, like in the Showa period of Japan, like oh, the, the yeah, mid century, sure. like nineteen fifties to sixties. Well, they were, you know, they made stuff before that, but like when was Seven, Seven Samurai made? That was nineteen fifty four. Fifty four, and then yeah, Ozu made his most famous stuff in the mid fifties as well. So. Mm-hmm. But you can kind of yeah. see like loose influences. I don't know if the directors come out and stated that, but I mean it's. I think people. I think it's at the point already where it's like, even if you don't know your influence, but you're influenced by something else that was influenced by it. <laughs> it's like such mm-hmm. a baseline, so fundamental. Especially the Kurosawa, like style with the samurai. Man, I got. I gotta. I gotta rewatch all that stuff. But no, Nick earlier brought up, uh, you know, other things that were inspired by that. There was also The Magnificent Seven, which came out in the 60s, which I think also has a remake um, with uh, Chris Pratt and Denzel Washington. But um, that's a good movie. And like all the famous Westerns were kind of pulled from Seven Samurai. A lot of them did. Yeah, The Magnificent Seven was one of them. Yeah. 1960. Stuff with like um, John Wayne and, and all that. Good, Bad, and the Ugly. I think that one is like directly uh, from it. I could be wrong on that. Some of the epics that Akira Kurosawa has done inspired, like, Star Wars A New Hope and uh, things like that, too. Afro Samurai, the best samurai creation, obviously. The best samurai creation. <laughs> but obviously, there's a lot of themes like what Danny pointed out earlier about um, kind of the Shakespearean aspects and Nick bringing up Seven Samurai and Magnificent Seven. There's There's so much that you can enjoy about this as, like, because it's an OVA, right? It's, like, four... It's, it's essentially like a movie, episodes, but it's essentially a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a you, movie length. Like Nick mentioned earlier, you could watch it by itself, 
Like, you don't need to have... Yeah, you can watch it within a day. You don't really need to spread it out. Mm-hmm. Even though I but did. Us, I think I watched it over two days. So Studio Dean uh, took up the mantle of doing Rurouni Kenshin from, like, episode 66 and onward, I think. And then they decided to make this OVA. I tried to find background information on how or, like, why, but my good guess is it was just kind of like, hey, because, like, you know, Kenshin, his character himself in the TV series is, like, this really peaceful, chill guy. There's a couple times where you see him get mad and snap, but, like, what if we saw him in that badass state the whole entire movie? That's basically, like, this. (laughs) Like, if you want to see Kenshin badass just the whole time, just... Mm-hmm. damn near emotionless and you want to you want to know about his days as a as a manslayer that's just what this film is for oh and, um, and actually i'm reading an interview from uh one of the few, few pieces of information we could find we're not we we still got to get better at finding background info but we did find this there's an interview with watsuki nobuhiro at anime expo 2002 and he's talking about the ova and you saw me you were asking like why did they make the ova because, well, part of it, obviously, they got funded, but, like, part of it was um, the director of the OVAs, who was also in the TV series, he wanted to do a more, like, you know, violent, gritty um, piece than he was allowed to do on TV. Oh, so, with the OVAs, he was sense. allowed to be more violent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the TV series, like, there is, like, like his it's whole m- thing is not mild. killing people. Yeah, but the violence is mild. Yeah, you see blood here and there and some crazy shit happen here and there. People yeah. getting stabbed and stuff. But the OVA is like... And it's funny because no, you... uh, Watsuki, he's, he's like... <laughs> he was upset that the OVAs were better than the manga. <laughs> um, at least according to this interview. Did he say that for real? Yeah, on, on the we can, huh. we can put it in the show notes. But I would love to see... Like, because I really like the art style and the animation of uh, Trust and Betrayal. I would love to see, like, the fight with Shishio animated like this. Yeah, well, they'd have to make, like, a separate thing. Because, yeah, we all know from TV anime, they have a limited time frame. They're always just, like, barely making it in. So, like, they'd have to get extra time in order to animate all that. Right. Like they did with the OVA, well, they, presumably. They did, they did the... Kyoso new arc OVA in a different yeah. art style, which is yeah. pretty awesome. I mean, if they have more it than was... a week to create an episode, then they'll, then they'll do a lot better. So yeah, which was cool. The new Kyoto arc was cool, but like this style in particular, I just love. The animation by Dean was pretty sick. Um, the last like the the one of the last fight sequences was really cool. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, basically, so Nick mentioned how he got the vertical part of the scar at at the end as he's fighting uh was he fighting one of the well, bandits he, right? yeah he's fighting one of the i think he's part of the shogunate or he's like a assass- hired assassin from the shogunate something to that effect yep yeah, oh yeah he kills three of the four shogunate agents and yeah he's and, they, tr- and they he's all like, like detonate <laughs> which is pretty bad yeah they like he like is is pretty injured and he is about to stand up and slash the leader with like the killing blow. But like Tomoe steps in between the two to protect Kenshin because she thinks that Kenshin's going to die. 
Mm-hmm. And he ends up slashing through her and slashing him, and he dies. And then she dies. Um, she grabs the wakasashi from the shogunate agent's hand. And as she's like, she, I think she wanted to put her hand on his face, but she lifted up the hand that she was holding the wakasashi in, and it cut the smaller horizontal version or scar. No, I think oh, she no, purposely did I that. I think she, yeah, she did that well, she intentionally. Did on purpose. It was like yeah, symmetry she did that intentionally. For, the, for her husband who was killed. It yeah. kind of, uh, it kind of uh, bookended that and and like closed the, the curse or whatever. <laughs> I'm not doing that's a way better it, thing than what I just said. Yeah, because <laughs> like, if if you, in in her journals, because she she kept it, she kept journals because she couldn't, she was too afraid to, um, talk about it, like actually talk about it. So she had to write all her feelings down, and in her journal. Um, when she was going to betray uh, Kenshin, um, when they both finally decided, oh, let's actually be husband and wife, like let's not just pretend. Um, her voice was uh, being spoken like in the background as like um, the whole scenario was go- was playing out and everything, and she even said, you know, like oh. You know, I know you killed my 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 fiance. You know, I I loved him so much. Blah blah blah. But the and, and you know, I thought I would I could never forgive you. But then I ended up falling in love with you. It was kind mm-hmm. of that that like bookend of that last slash for his cross uh, for his cross shaped scar was um, purposeful. That's why he has the badass cross shaped scar on his face. <laughs> Now, I yes. don't even remember if he even mentions anything about it in the series. Like, he doesn't, no one questions it. They just assume no, he has I it. No, I don't think anyone really, I, I don't ever remember. Uh, well, the series was a lot more lighthearted it. for the most part. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there yeah. are serious moments too, but. I would definitely have to rewatch it. it. I would have to rewatch it and to, and actually pay attention. Also, do you really want to ask the guy who used to be a manslayer how he got it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Probably not. No, like you don't have the last guy who asked me about my scar. Knowing him, knowing him, he'll just like do this weird like Yoda speech that he usually does in the. Or he'll do like a goofy dance and anime. just ignore it. <laughs> that's all I can imagine from a TV series: just him goofing off, which is fine because like that's kind of what his that's what he wanted to do in the first place. Kenshin's kind of a pacifist, like Vashta Stampede. He's basically mm-hmm. Vashta Stampede yeah. with a sword. Yeah. If you think about it, um, he's like exactly the same Who do you think would character. win in a fight? Vash, because he has a gun. <laughs> yeah, but... Unless they're really close. Kenshin. If they're if they're like... If they're within like 20 feet, then Kenshin wins. <laughs> there you go, you know. <laughs> well, it's a true fact. Uh, yeah, like, but if, you're, but if, you're if within... you think about it, if you really think about it, the two of them, you know, they they both don't want to kill. If you really think about okay, it. Okay, who would win? Both of them bloodlusted. They want blood. They want to kill. They're both bloodlusted, Danny. So who would win? You got you got it. I've, it's like the terrain matters cuz if if I there's feel like, short distance. I feel like Kenshin would. I feel like Kenshin would purposefully purposefully eat a couple bullets with his body just to get close and then yeah. kill his ass. Yeah. Oh, like, like some gra- some style? grazed wounds on his on his uh on his shoulder. And assuming Vash doesn't have like some overpowered bullshit gun like 
like how his whole entire you mean, arm well, you mean his whole became arm? a gun and he blew up the second moon? Spoilers, yeah, God. <laughs> I was going to oh, say, what on. do you mean? Stop spoiling 20-year-old <laughs> shows. Oh, come on. Like, if you haven't seen Trigun by now, like, you're living under a rock. So, <laughs> so by the end of it, um, you do see, like, characters from uh, Roni Kenshin also. So after Tomoe's death, he swears to bring about the age desired by Katsura to protect the innocent, but to do so without killing. Yeah. In the end of the day, the, though, none of this is really that important. It's just like basic plot points. Like, yeah, what I was what I was going to say, like was I always after say, that, plot doesn't matter. What really I was doesn't. going to say after that was he encounters the Shinsengumi and uh, he encounters the captain and his future rival Saito Hajime, which mm-hmm. is. Probably one of the coolest characters um, in Roni Kenshin, uh, based on the historical figure of the same name. Which, like, what's really cool about um, Trust and Betrayal is that a lot of, like, the battles and turning points of the Bakamatsu era, like, in IRL, were in this movie, or OVA, rather. And... Hitokiris were, like, a real thing, like manslayers and shit, and, like, assassins that go through the shadows were a real thing. And I was telling Danny or telling Danny and Nick earlier, I was like, oh, but I don't think Kenshin was based on anyone in particular. And then Danny, like, posted the link. She's like, no, she's based on this guy, which was Kawakami Gensai, which I think we said before on this podcast. So I Yeah, totally, we've mentioned him, yeah. I totally yeah. forgot about it, which was my bad. But um, he was one of four most notable assassins of the Bakamatsu period. Um, Kawakami Gensai died in 1872. Uh, yeah, he was in, in the, the late Edo period. Late Edo period, yeah. Because the, the Edo period was like, I think the Dutch had arrived by then. I don't know what exact year when the Dutch arrived, but they arrived during Edo, right? To trade with Japan. And then eventually, like, Americans and other countries started to trade with them as well in, like, the Meiji. And, like, they got guns and gunpowder and all that. At least widespread. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, no gunpowder existed into, before that, but that's when you, that's when they started getting into that Tom Cruise shit. Yeah, the Last Samurai. <laughs> that yeah, was dude. Meiji, I think, or late Meiji, something like that. Um, that movie was fun, cool. Anyway, because you had Edo Meiji, and then Taisho. Taisho was like 1912. I'm looking at a list right now, and like, yeah, Meiji was like really the end of the samurai, like 1900s. It's like, yeah, you're yeah. <laughs> not anymore, yeah. like. Mid eighteen hundreds is like they're they're pretty much done. Yeah, um, uh, the fall of Edo was like eighteen sixty something. That's part of like the premise for Kenshin too. Is like their samurai are starting to dwindle. It's it's like kind of the premise for a lot of samurai shows. Like if it's not if it's in the Meiji, then it's like oh you're one of the last samurai. It's like samurai champloo and all that. So, <laughs> well, I remember in the first arc of Roni Kenshin, like the main villain was Kanryu Takeda, and he had a he had like a howitzer turret. That he was using to fight Kenshin with, and then he just like ran up the ceiling and was like, "Nope." <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was awesome, but like, yeah, he had like he lived in like a mansion, like a western-looking mansion and everything. But um, but, I mean that's yeah, a cool dude. premise though, like, uh, oh, you're the last of your kind, that type of thing, um, or like a dwindling, dying breed. Like that's that's always a cool premise. Yeah, um, like on some Master Chief shit, the last of a dying. Put breed. some uh, hell yeah some tension in there that's that wouldn't otherwise because otherwise it's just like oh well i die someone else will take my place well not really if someone if kenjin dies like that's it you know um he carries he's not the last forward, he's not the yeah. last samurai but you know he's one of them like 
everyone that you know that puts down the sword or dies you know right and he already was kind of leaving some of that behind that was that's part of the ova stories like he was trying to leave that behind and be peaceful that that was right. like the, the whole third episode i think was just him and tomoe like living you know in the countryside and trying to trying to you know farm and and uh trade and you know eat and have an existence they they kind of fell in love in that episode too so yeah, and I mean, you know that that's part of why the show is uh, or the OVAs are good. It's not the politics or like the plot details. Um, it's just the animation and the style and the mood of the whole the whole thing. It's it's like really dark and and like beautiful and also like brutal and bloody, especially like early on. Like the first, basically one of the first scenes is like pe- just peasants getting slaughtered and chopped in half. <laughs> It's really, it's like really bloody. Like people are literally getting chopped in half by swords. So oh, it yeah. draws you in with that. You get like, you know, people are getting showered in blood and like red is everywhere. It definitely took on that kind of um, like one of those like violent exploitation samurai films that like. Oh, yeah. Like, some like people made. almost uh, Wicked City style or, or uh, overviewed yeah. a little bit. Ninja Scroll, you know, it, it reminds you of that to start out, except it's not as. It's not as kooky. It's not like monsters. Not as ridiculous, right? Yeah. Because it's like actual Japanese history involved, which is crazy. Yeah, it's historically based. And, and, it, and part of me wonders if it's like, I think I'm, I'm I'm wondering if like people getting literally chopped in half was like in his imagination <laughs> as a kid. Because like you see as his <laughs> master, he cut a guy into like seven pieces, just, just uh, vivisected him in like a second. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, the Hiten Mitsurugi style. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it is like ultra. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Which I like, don't know. Really I should have looked up if that like was that. a real style. And I don't think it is. I enjoyed how the fights weren't drawn out. They were just like really efficient and and visceral. Because that's how it is in reality. Like a fight doesn't last more than a few seconds. And Kenshin, especially as an assassin, would just. He'd just run up and murk people as quick as he could and just slice them and be like, done. Like, you're not spending multiple episodes yelling at each other and powering up. That's not how it works. Right. But, yeah, like I was going to say, like what you said earlier, like, you know, he's one of the last of of the samurai or a last of a dying breed or whatever. Like, he already kind of began to leave that behind when he got the Sakabato, Kage, Kageuchi the the sword with the blade on the other side like yeah, and that's not in the OVA yeah yeah the reverse blade which like it breaks and he gets a new one later but um like that's already that's already like kind of leaving that life behind by making your sword you know uh not fatal on the right side which is kind of badass like you think about i always thought that was fucking cool like, I don't know. I'm glad Nick brought that up because I didn't even think about it like that. But that is fucking cool. That does make the intensity of what Kenshin is doing. And it builds his character real nice. And I would almost say, like, it's cooler to watch Rurouni Kenshin, even just, like, the first 30 or so episodes, and then go back and watch this. That's how most I almost people feel like- have seen it, I think. Right, because it came out after. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, if you've never watched any of it, I almost would say like that's almost fucking cooler 
to watch Roni Kenshin and be like, oh man, you keep hearing all this stuff about that he used to be a manslayer. And then you can go back and actually watch when he was yeah. one. And, that, and, and it's one, also more shocking, too, because you see like the brutal violence. <laughs> right. It's like, and I think that another reason why they wanted to do that, too, is like, what happened or what did Kenshin see that was so terrible to make him want to carry around a sword that didn't kill anyone? Even in, even though he's like a really great swordsman, and he knows one of the most, you know, powerful sword styles there is. Yeah. Like what made him well, want to carry that around? I mean, I think we can figure that out. Basically, he found out that violence wasn't the answer. Like if he wanted to affect change, he would have to do it through other actions, you know, through peaceful actions and, um, you know, basically like living a good life, that type of thing. Um, oh yeah, right. Being yeah. a revolutionary I was asking, like, to him didn't yeah. really, you know, that didn't he didn't really make as much of a change as he wanted to, not in the right way. So it's kind of posing that question a little bit. It's like no matter what side you're on, it's like is violence really the answer? Probably not. <laughs> the answer is yes. No. <laughs> At least but not like, for no, your quality that's, of life. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that that having that question in like your mind while you're watching Ronin Kenshin and to be able to go back and watch Samurai X or Trust and Betrayal to get it answered is like, oh, okay, <laughs> shit. <laughs> and I think that's why it's great also that Trust and Betrayal is much more grittier and darker than um, the series. It makes it that much more like... Yeah, and we should talk about the animation too, which we haven't mentioned. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Studio Dean's animation... I, I brought it up a little bit. Ste- but not Dean too much. is notorious for having like bad animation, especially in TV series. But um, mm-hmm. with Kenshin, like in OVA, you're allowed to put in a lot more manpower per minute than you are in a TV show, like more time. So with this, it's like they animated strands of hair. They had like gorgeous backgrounds. Like every single background was amazing. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot, it was like often backlit with like red, like a red sky or red water. And that really kind of enhanced the mood of like, oh, there's there's death and violence, you know. The scene where he where his master sees him like at the site where everyone's buried, you know, it shows all these like crosses up in the air at like a almost like a oh yeah the first episode yep at like a not what not a forty five degree angle right yeah forty five degree angle kind of it goes down and you see the red sky. Everything is just like orange and red, like a really deep orange and red, and yeah, it's fucking, it's really good. And then like the fight scenes, especially like you are just straight up watching a samurai movie. Like it's, it's amazing. It's cool. There's one thing at the end where he's fighting the Shinsengumi and is about to fight Saito and all them, where it does like this kind of flashing screen thing. Yeah, they do that a couple of times. I didn't mind it, but I <laughs> I kind of like. I feel like they did it one too. Didn't. Yeah, I feel like they did it one too many times. Like, I wonder if that was uh, a reference to an older movie that I'm just not picking up on right now. Well, that's what I was wondering too, because you had brought that up. You had said like, "Oh, you know, I want to know." It's what almost like inspired this, inspired that. I don't know if Kill Bill would, did that. Obviously, Kill Bill came later, but Kill Bill was inspired by like Lady Snowblood and uh, I think it was like Kazuko Kazuo Koike. I could be wrong on that, but 
I don't know that. One. I know Lady Snowblood. Yeah, I don't Lady know that one, Lady Snowblood's but. not the same type of story as Kenshin. It's like really extreme and like super revenge filled. But I mean, all these all these like samurai style uh, shows and movies are share some characteristics. So I'm wondering if they just kind of pay homage to each other. I mean, they do, but right. how much anyway? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, Kill Bill like was paying homage to a lot of stuff. Yeah, but Kill Bill was it, more Lady Snowblood than anything. But the the idea of like, that's what's cool too, is because like Kenshin, like he didn't really want revenge; he just wanted peace by the end of it. But anyway, like the animation though, in like the fight scenes, other than like the flashing thing that they were doing, the blinking thing, which in between some of the blinking, they were showing like still shots of like close-ups of Kenshin's face and his opponent's face, and that maybe that's why they did it too, but. I don't know. I kind of felt like it was unnecessary. Like you should have just, you know. Yeah, it's like a minor, just like a that's minor. A minor gripe, that's I a guess, minor nitpick. Yeah, there's a couple of scenes though too, where like in the fight scenes where, when Kenshin swings his sword, they color it like a bright white line, and it's just like, you know, he's slashing bitches super hard, <laughs> and it was badass. Like I always appreciate that. I think Sword of the Stranger does that too. Oh yeah, Sword of the Stranger is another. That's probably the best. Like sword fighting anime choreography, I said that in the wrong order. If you want to watch like a really good sword fight, Sword of the Stranger is where you should go. Kenshin has some good ones too, but these ones the the only issue with the uh, trust and betrayals fights are they're so fast, they're over so quick. Um, it's not right. as like it's not as Hollywood as it could be. It's just like efficiency. Right. And Which in real life they probably were that quick, you know. But like, yeah, I think yeah. That's what they, they might have been trying to go for. There's that. a lot of like merit to that too. So, but if you want something mm-hmm. like really drawn out and artistic, then uh, like choreographed, then Sword of the Stranger is probably the the first place to go. I think Afro Samurai had some decent fights too, if I remember right. Man, we should talk about Afro Samurai soon because that's like getting up there too. But like, and uh, Samurai yeah. Champloo had a few, I think, but. Samurai Champloo also many. did that too. It had a couple where when when Mugen and Jean would swing their swords, they it did like that. Yeah, it was the like first episode was a good that. one, and yeah, whoosh, 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 whoosh. made that king king king, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> and then Fu with the bomb in her boobies, and the <laughs> <laughs> and then he killed the guy, and he was like, <laughs> how did he die? He went like this. He went. <laughs> he did the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> Yeah, the <laughs> wait. Someone download that sound for me so I can. It's put not. It in a, it's here not right a now. western until, unless you have the Wilhelm scream. Some guy falling it's off a roof. roof. <laughs> no, Nick, you, no, Nick, you got that wrong. It's not a whole movie. That's true. Have the Wilhelm it's scream. in Star Wars. <laughs> it is. It's also. It's like in all three Star Wars. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, um, Star, dude, even fucking Star Wars, like lightsaber combat. The oh yeah, they borrow a lot from uh, from Kurosawa, for sure. Yeah. The 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 four the seven forms of lightsaber combat are basically like Japanese sword fighting styles. I mean, it's, anyway. it's a sword basically. So like you have to f- like how do you sword fight? <laughs> yeah, so, you have to like do stuff. Yeah, um, it makes sense. We should also mention the the music, the soundtrack. How did you guys feel about that? It was it was by uh, Taku Iwasaki. He's done. I like Danny's favorite show, Akame Ga Kill. Yes. He's also done he's done a lot of stuff. He did JoJo, he did Noragami had a really good soundtrack too. A lot of stuff. Soul Eater. Ton of stuff. 
I like the soundtrack in Soul Eater. My favorite song in Trust and Betrayal, though, is that main theme. You the girl in the too. Plays Holy at, shit. That plays at the end, you know, when um, when it shows, like, Kenshin going back to the, the grave to put Tomoe's scarf on, and then it shows his master seeing the scarf on the on the, the crosses, and he kind of has that realization that, okay, he learned his lesson for real this time. It's very subtle. Yeah, I, it, I just like the melody. Yeah, it's like, very subtle. It's not, like, too flashy. Yeah, they don't um, necessarily get stuck in your head too much. You're not, like, humming them. Yeah. But yeah. as far as, like, a soundtrack, it definitely fits the what's on screen. Mm-hmm. It meshes a, well. I think they more so very much wanted to set the mood of the environment by the backgrounds and the color palette, like Nick said. And the music was more of just like a, yeah, like what Nick said again. It, just it, a background it did stay theme. somber and and um, well, I guess somber is probably the the best word I can think of. <laughs> it was like really dramatic, the whole time. Like they didn't they didn't fall into the trap of like Full Metal Alchemist or even regular Kenshin, where where they they you know randomly pull out these slapstick co- comedy moments. This this was just pure drama, like the whole the whole way through. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's part like of Gatsuraki. that's the, another reason they made the OVA was so they could avoid that because with the TV show it. that like they kind of have to add that in, right? To, to pad it out and you know that type of thing to get a younger. Have you ever audience. seen the anime Gasaraki? There's like no humor in it at all. Oh yeah, I've heard of no Gasaraki. I haven't seen that one yet. Do the robots in there are fucking cool? Anyway, but no, I I agree with uh, what you said there. I do like the soundtrack, but yeah, for for me, other than the main theme, I kind of almost like appreciated it as it chilled in the background i was more so into like everything else like just as a samurai movie in general yeah. and it did it did really sound like a samurai soundtrack too it did yeah had like a slow build up with like drums and and like horns and stuff so yeah yeah fucking badass um that i would even put this movie or this ova on a list of samurai films that need to be watched. Oh yeah. Even if you haven't seen Roni Kenshin. I mean like, like if you like samurai like anything, this this is where you should go. Like Trust and Betrayal, obviously the classics with from Kurosawa, Kill Bill, you know, that type of stuff. But I mean I think Trust and Betrayal is it's on that Kill list. Kill Bill Volume One more so than Volume Two. Yeah. yeah. It's it's well uh, volume two had a good had good moments too. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Save for the Kill Bill podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, we should do like we should do an episode on like Kurosawa. That'd be sweet, dude. Seven I, Samurai, like AO episode or dude. I'm so down, dude. <laughs> shut up. I'm so down right now. Oh my god, dude. I want to watch Ozu. I've never seen an Ozu film either because he did Tokyo I, Story, and that was like that's always on pe- the critics list of like best movies ever made. I've never seen that one. Well, like like Ozu, if it. If you watch that, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, this is anime." Like, <laughs> like the, a lot of the slow moments, like from Ghibli, you'll see it's like shots of like scenery and type of stuff, for, like low camera. From yeah. To Tommy, we're about Matt's. to get, we're about to get big brained on samurai. Yeah, movies I'm not right a film now. student. Like, don't take my word for it. But <laughs> we're about to get galaxy brained. I'm going on, off whatever on samurai films. Well, that'd be but sick, no, though. for real. I'm down for that. You you would so put this on a, a list of samurai films that n- oh, yeah. need to be watched. I'd have already. to watch like, all of them yeah. to rank them, but I you know this would be on there somewhere. For sure, I ha- I watched Sam- Seven Samurai, um, a couple years ago again because the first time I watched it, I watched it on AMC, 
and they actually like cut out a couple parts. But remember that that TV channel AMC. But uh, yeah, like Seven Samurai is sick. But I would definitely put Trust and Betrayal on a list of samurai films that need to be watched, whether it's on a top twenty or ten list or whatever. I think it. Put, I, I think would you, say you can put a top it. ten. I think. I think it'd have to be top ten. I mean, it is. I mean, other than it being historical, it's just a really going off cool the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> not an expert. So Bakumatsu era and all that. But really, do, number do one want... is the uh, obviously the Lincoln Park AMV. Oh god! Oh yeah, dude. I I'm not even gonna look. Me and Nick argue. You know how many times I watched that? So bad. I'm not even gonna fight you. As I'm not even kid. gonna fight you. That's right like now. no. That's literally one of the first videos I watched on the internet. Like growing up. I think that's in the early 2000s. That's everyone. Yeah, when YouTube first came out, like that was that I watched was that before thing. YouTube. I think. That no, was before the... no before YouTube that came out Nick before going that. on. Dude, we were going on Kazaa downloading them or going oh, to amv.org. Like Newgrounds had a lot of stuff. But amv.org, yeah. you couldn't stream them. You had to download them. Mm. And I had dial-up internet. <laughs> yeah, broadband wasn't like widespread until a little bit later. But that was, was that was the thing back in the t- early 2000s to like fucking watch M- um, AV, uh, AMVs. Especially with Lincoln yeah, Park. Dude. That's how you know it's real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> first first anime convention I ever went to was Anime G Tour in two thousand five. And they had a whole room dedicated to just like a guy who had spent like They would he, do I contests. He, they would do yeah. contests yeah, yeah. for for um AMVs. I think they still do them, but it's not as big as it used to be. They still do them, but this guy was from like AMV.org and he set up like a projector with his computer with like his five hard drives and just was showing them throughout the whole day. So you could just go in there and sit there and watch anime music videos, funny ones and not funny ones. Like it was super cool, but yeah, they had contests too, but I think that was only like, God, if I knew how to edit video back then, I totally would have done it. I I mean, I could probably make, I should try and make an AMV. I mean, it's a lot easier nowadays. There's a lot better technology. Now that I know how to do it and there's easier technology. The only problem is you can't really put it on YouTube or they'll, fucking flag your video so it's like so you're saying i should make a lincoln park one got it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you put that one on youtube they'll, they'll okay it'll be fine no <laughs> it'll, it'll be fine it's lincoln park yeah uh, so uh yeah. what do you what do you give uh this for a, in terms of just anime what do you give this final score danny would you like to go first <laughs> no we do nds you have to go first nick nds nds right, the nds agreement <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Nick was like, I didn't sign that. <laughs> I think I ended up giving this an eight or a nine on my anime list. What? Um, yeah, it's pretty high for Nick. What? That's a Nick eight, by the way. 8.5. What? Yeah. A Nick eight. Well, okay. You yeah, could, I could on. see someone giving it a 10, you know? It didn't really have any major flaws. Um, The only reason I didn't had- give it a 10 was that it, it, the story itself and like the premise was a little bit like linear and like it just it didn't quite have like it didn't go above and beyond in terms of like the themes you know hashtag themes where something like angel's egg where it's like so fucking out of out of nowhere that's it's just like this crazy shit that you can delve into over and over again and rewatch a million times um trust and betrayal didn't have as much rewatch value for me so i'd i i capped it around an eight or a nine Somewhere in that range. Um, that'd be like an A tier, I guess. A minus. So, 
yeah, everybody should watch it for sure. I think it's one of the best. If if you count it as an anime movie, whatever, it's close enough. I would say it's one of the better anime movies. Like it, it would probably be in my top ten for sure. Hmm. I on Mal, I gave it a seven. What's your problem? That's because Danny watched the dub. They're like, Tomo! Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, man. Hey, I'm Kenshin. This is my voice. I'm going to use the Haichin Mitsuragi style. We have you to fight what? the Shogunate. You know what? You know what? The, sub, just, the subtitle adds gonna, a full I'm, point, I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm just telling you, Dan. I think me. your score is accurate. The dub does take a full point off the <laughs> off the score. Did you watch it in dub, Danny? Mm-hmm. Danny watches I don't everything. Think the dub is dub. that bad. It's not that bad, and not only it that, good. I've seen I've seen this before. Um, yeah, because Danny's uh, a big Roni Kenshin fan. No too. way, Tomoe's Japanese voice actress was amazing. Yeah, she added. I a don't full think point. that. I don't think the dub is as bad as Nick is saying it though. I'm just giving Danny shit. It's but really not. It's like it's mediocre really as fuck bad. though. Like it doesn't. It it's it's not good though. Could it could it have been better? Of course, it's absolutely. An ADV it dub. It's not better. good. <laughs> but for what it is, it still delivers. Um, what the sub would, you know? No, it doesn't. It, it's, Yes, it does. It, it, it still gets you the story. You're like, oh, I know what happened, but it doesn't it provide any extra story. emotion. Yeah, it does. It's totally emotionless. About? You're emotionless. You yeah, are. but so I'm not a voice actor. Get actor-y. out of my face. <laughs> get out of my face. Then, you know, let me like what I like, and I won't criticize you. Look, Danny, just I'm let just me trying be. to tell just you let me why be. your opinion is wrong, okay? Your opinion is wrong, first <laughs> that's of all. Like, number that's one. like your... Here, I'm going to pull a quote I'll be like, that's like your opinion, man. Which is what he says every time. More like the, the dude from The Big Lebowski. Well, that's just your opinion, man. Just, and then Nick, calmer than you are. Calmer than you are, dude. <laughs> calmer than you are, dude. <laughs> no, he says um, calmer than you are, man. So we got a eight, seven. I give it an eight. I give it like a... Because I wonder if my... I wonder if my opinion would have been different... Or my score would have been different if I had not seen Roni Kenshin before. But I yeah. have. Uh, yeah. I, I think it I works kinda, without seeing it. I'd give it the same it, score. It definitely works without seeing the show, in all honesty. You know, you don't have to watch the show in order to watch this. You know, if you if you just so happen to come across Trust and Betrayal and you decided to watch it, it really won't. Um, you won't be lost really because there aren't any returning characters from the show really oh oh no of course not i'm just saying <clears throat> i'm just saying i wonder if my opinion would have been if my score would have been lower i mean essentially because... i've never i've seen kenshin but it's been so long that i basically forgot <laughs> so Dude, the opening theme to that anime freckles so good uh, but oh, like that's the best op it was one of those ones where they did like Yu Yu show where it's the same song but they just changed the lyrics to English. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would give it like a, I'd probably give it an eight too though. That's a Psalm eight. So Nick eight, aka a Psalm ten. Okay. Because I have better taste. Relax, relax for a minute. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just calm down. Listen, we had the intervention episode last. We week. Did. Let's not <laughs> we do this again. You should have talked about my scores. I rate things lower because I have better taste. Wait, why didn't we 
intervention nick on his like scoring <laughs> i think we tried but then it re- averted to something else yeah it averted to nick telling a 10 minute long story of i'm in the basement with billy in jigsaw <laughs> and you and you and him are toilets and sinks in like above the floor yeah. or something. <laughs> i don't know yeah that'd be scary dude i'll tell you what though definitely watch definitely fucking watch fucking cool Especially if you're a fit running, we gotta emphasize fan. again. This is a, this is all about the mood. Samurai X, like, yeah, it's a really dramatic, bloody, dark, uh, like beautiful movie. Basically, that's the whole point. That's of it. a good. That's a good way to say all it, the yeah. plot details doesn't fucking matter. It's just I still need to, It's just details. I still need to make a share with Nick on it that says fuck plot. Hashtag fuck plot. There you go. Just like a chibi Nick with like the beady, like the dot eyes and says, fuck plot, dude. Stupid. <laughs> I don't understand why people value plot so much. It's like the least important aspect to a movie or a TV show. It's we so should have boring. a whole episode of you just <laughs> explaining that whole take. That's a, I'd have to like kind of gather my notes and research. It's not even a hot take. Well, anyway, whatever. People want to know what happens. They want to talk about it around the water cooler. All right, whatever. Around the water cooler water. All right. <laughs> Uh, Monday, huh? Yeah. Anyway, let me know what you think of it, okay? You should watch it. We all recommend you watch it, especially if you're an Oni Kenshin fan. Even if you're just like a samurai genre fan, like you're a fan of that the genre of samurai films or ninja films, that's, that is that is a must-watch. I will definitely say, as me and Nick said earlier, and Danny, like I would definitely put on a list of samurai films you need to watch for sure. Whether you've seen Kenshin, Roni Kenshin or not. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, we got an eight seven eight on the board of the uh, in the NDS order. That's pretty good. So that means you should watch it. Anime Summit stamp of approval. Okay. <laughs> so get cracking on that. Um, crack a lacking. Get crack a lacking. Okay. Um, that being said, I've been Sam. That's been Nick. That's Danny. And this has been the Anime Summit Podcast. And DS. Should just have a whole podcast.